welcome back to Kimmel and Cox, your source for all things entertainment. I'm Keith Cox. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Dylan Kimmel. Hey, how's it hanging, everybody? <clears throat> well, today we're going to be talking about a different kind of hitman story. Not sure what it is about us, but we just love we love a good hitman movie. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's a good hitman movie and everything like that. Uh, eventually, we'll get to John Wick, but it's not this one. No, not not this time around. But yeah. uh, but we are, of course, talking about uh, In Bruges, uh, Bruges, which was released on February 29th. Uh, 2008 it stars colin farrell as ray uh he is part of a pair of uh hitmen uh the other one being brendan gleason as ken uh and these guys have been sent to bruges which is in belgium yeah, uh, they don't really know why they're there at first yeah. no they they've been given this assignment uh they've been given a target by their, I guess you call them a, a handler. I don't know what I don't really know what you would call the, the person. What is the, the terminology? The, yeah, the you know, like you put a, you put a contract yeah. out on somebody, but basically the person that hires them to to uh, kill people, yeah. uh, which is um, uh, his name is Harry, uh, played by the uh, the inimitable. Ray Fiennes, uh, who is uh, fantastic in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, otherwise known as Voldemort for all you yes. uh, Harry Potter fans. Yes, uh, yeah, definitely some Harry Potter connections uh, in this movie. Oh yeah, Brendan Gleeson. Yeah, Brendan Gleeson, yeah. yeah. Uh, but so uh, so those are really your your three central uh, characters in the film, uh, and then uh, there is also a couple of other uh, noteworthy characters. Uh, there is uh, Chloe, uh, who is played by, and I'm probably going to uh, butcher her name because she has accents uh, over her name, so I'm not sure exactly how it's pronounced, but I'm going to guess it's uh, Clemence uh, Posey. Uh, but she she plays a love interest uh, for Colin Farrell's character, Ray, mm. in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you also have uh, the character of Jimmy, uh, who is played by Jordan Prentice, uh, and Jimmy is a, a dwarf uh, who is filming a movie in Bruges, mm-hmm. and that's how Colin Farrell meets, uh, or how Ray uh, meets uh, Chloe. And there's a lot of entertaining. We'll talk about it more later. Yeah. But a lot of entertaining scenes that come out of that. But yeah. but his character does play an instrumental part in the in yeah. the film as well. Col- so, Colin Farrell's character really is like the rudest character in this. Really yeah. is. And uh, uh, and the the film was uh, written and directed uh, by uh, Martin McDonough. Martin McDonough. Uh, and I noticed actually that there is a, a movie that's out now. It's it's a new movie. I think uh, you can oh, stream yes. it on HBO Max. That he just recently yeah, released. They, yeah. They, um, uh, with Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson yeah. in there again. Can't can't think of the name um, of it now, but it's set it's set in like 1923 yes. about the Irish Civil War. And oh man, uh, what is the name? It, it, it's a clever name, like yeah. uh, the Banshees of Banshees of uh, Banshees of. Uh, so I have to look it up. But in it, uh, in a Sheeran, and it it's an in, I, in I, yeah, word. It's an I, I think word. it's I think it's, it's, it's Sheeran. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so the so uh, Colin Farrell and. 
uh, Brendan Gleeson and Martin McDonough are collaborating again for that movie. So this is actually the third time that him and uh, and Colin Farrell have worked together because uh, there's another movie called Seven Psychopaths. Oh right, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that one. I have but. not actually seen that, but yeah, based on watching uh, In Bruges, I'm like I'm going to have to check this new new movie out because mm-hmm. just the the humor and the way that they incorporated uh, all of that into. Mm-hmm this film and you know there's a lot of like really uh tense and you know awkward uh moments Mm -hmm. but they somehow infuse humor into it and it sort of it distracts from the reality of what's really going on that's one of the things i you know enjoyed about the movie but uh but it you know from from the beginning it's uh it's really good because you know these guys have been sent to uh to bruges and um, and Ken, he he loves the fact that they're there. Yeah, he he really loves it. And then and then you have Ray, who's like, he's just this like, is this a- is a shithole. You know, <laughs> it's like, why would anybody come to Bruges? And if I were, uh, if I were, if I grew up on a farm and were retarded, Bruges might impress me, but right. I didn't, so it doesn't. He like his uh, just his delivery. You know, he's it's very like rapid fire. Mm-hmm. You know, his his wit and uh, and sometimes because of their heavy accents, it's almost difficult to understand because they're speaking so quickly. But uh, but yeah, I thought that you know Ray is hilarious in this, and his just uh, he's very um, like he's very skeptical. Uh, he's he has kind of a a pessimistic view of of mm-hmm. things and. You know, uh, just very hard to hard to please. And Ken, you know, he wants to go around and you know he he wants to sightsee. You know, he's interested in all the medieval buildings and the canals mm-hmm. and everything there in Bruges. And and Ray is just like, this is you know, this is not doing it for yeah. me. It's like, why are we even here? This uh, is ridiculous. <laughs> excuse me. Um, yeah, and uh, that's one thing. If you get easily offended, uh, you might not want to watch this movie. No. Because this is, like, the lead character, especially the one Colin plays, is very rude, and uh, he's not... Uh, not politically correct. Yeah, not politically correct. Uh, um, as a matter of fact, there's a lot of not politically correct yeah, jokes in there's, this. There's definitely some racism uh, that pops up uh, in there, you know, and... Mm-hmm. and uh, you know, yeah. jo- joking about you know because he you know, he jokes about midgets and and things like that, and there's a whole conversation about that. It's like, well, they actually they don't they prefer to be called dwarfs, and and you know he's like he's like well he's like see that's that's what I'm talking about. You know he's like he's like <laughs> he's like if I had to if I had to walk around like that, you know, uh, worrying about people calling me a midget and making fun of me and laughing at me, he said I he said I would want to blow my head off, and so he has this he has yeah. this whole thing about how how there's like a statistic for uh how little people or he gets dwarves excited over uh, the fact that they're like filming you know he, he's like oh they're filming midgets yeah. and he jumps <laughs> over the railing yeah. and everything i was like um there, there's moments in here where i'm sure there's people that would cringe at some points too because it's like the the way the character is 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 he has a whimsical about him as well even though mm-hmm. he's like pessimistic he's like it's all, it's almost uh, childlike. Like yeah. he almost has this childlike sense of uh, of wonder and mm-hmm. discovering things, and he gets excited about 
you know the simplest of things that is like a child not knowing what to you know what's correct to say or anything like that yeah Yeah. no filter like like uh because kids don't know don't know that this might be offensive or that might be that's true it is true uh so so uh ray and ken they've been sent to bruges and they've they're basically when they arrive there they're waiting on a call from harry to tell them what why they're supposed to be there and so so the first part of the movie you know they they spend a lot of their time just kind of waiting around for for mm-hmm. harry to call uh and you know then he ends up they they go out uh, you know sightseeing one night he actually calls while they're gone and he gets uh, upset because mm-hmm. nobody's there to take the call yeah and and so then when he does finally call you know ray is out wandering around and ken is left there you know in the room oh yeah and yeah yeah that's a interesting bit of uh of uh like i was really watching this one video like actually taking it apart about the writing in that particular scene because in that particular scene you have it could have been just a you know boom 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 mm-hmm. this is why you're here you know but instead you have this innate like uh there's a, a it really speaks to the craftsmanship, the the background, if you will, of Martin McDonough being a theater uh, director. And I don't know if, like we we spoke about this before, is is that theater? If if you work in theater, it really translates, no matter if you're an actor or a director. Mm-hmm. Because um, uh, there there's certain things with the theater aspect of everything that that comes in to kind of it kind of. Um, amplifies the experience of the film, and that goes in hand with the writing as well, because Martin McDonough was a, a, a playwright, and the the craftsmanship of this dialogue in that particular scene, where where he's kind of like playing it out, like like oh yeah, he's here and everything like that. Um, well, well, send him out on an errand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, and uh, that was really funny too, where he's like. You know, because because Ken lies and and you know tells him that Ray is there, and then he's like, you know, what's he doing? He's like, uh, mm-hmm. well, he's he's in the bathroom. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, well, is he is he uh, is he taking a pee or a poo? You know, and then he's like, <laughs> what like, difference well, does that make? Yeah, and he's like, well, you know, s- send him out. You know, and so he so he has to go through this whole business of like <laughs> pretending like he's talking to Ray mm-hmm. and then closing the door and you know, and then he comes back to the phone. He's like, okay, he's gone and and. And, and, it, like, and it was pointless. Yeah, it yeah. was pointless. And, he, and, and then Harry's like, are you, are you sure he's gone? He's like, you know, he said he could be standing in the hallway. He's like, go check. You know, so <laughs> then he has to go back to the door. And, and it's just, yeah, that whole little exchange over the yeah. phone was, uh, was kind of ridiculous. But Yeah, and it, it comes into like a full, like the craftsmanship of just, just the particular scene where he's like, it, it's like a fairy tale, right? Like he, he's talking about how Bruges is like a fairy tale, mm-hmm. and he's going over this whole spill just to keep the the boss from getting angry and everything. And those words end up being meaning something differently. He's no longer uh, by the end of that sentence because he realizes that he's sent there with Ray to kill Ray. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, he he he's not coming into it's not coming up, and he's like, are are you dense? Well, yeah, yeah. but and I don't and, think, but I don't think that was. The initial goal of them, because because their target was was a priest. That's who they were supposed to. Oh that, well, that's that was, who he was before. That was and, before it, they went to Bruges. Yeah, and yeah. and so uh, 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was. It was. It, yeah, I, I forgot about that. Yeah, that did take place before they actually, mm-hmm. you know, because that was a, a flashback. Uh, so, so that basically, you know, what happened was, you know, the I guess the last, um, the last, you know, target that they had, you know, was this it went priest. wrong, and and it went horribly wrong because mm-hmm. uh, Ray shows up uh, to the church to you know to kill mm-hmm. this priest and he pretends like he's yeah. uh confessing and 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 uh he ends up there's this like great little bit where you know the priest is like you know who who did you uh who did you kill my son and he's like you father and then the priest is like what what are you talking about and then yeah. ray takes out his gun and shoots him through the the yeah. confessional uh and then the priest of course stumbles out into the, the sanctuary and unbeknownst to Ray, uh, he there's a there's a little boy that's mm-hmm. there inside the church kneeling, and uh, and the priest blocks his uh, blocks Ray's view of the boy, and so when Ray goes to shoot him, shoot the priest in the back, uh, and the priest falls down, we realize that the bullet has gone through the priest and into mm-hmm. the little boy, like and just shoots him in the head, and of course the boy dies and then now he's had to throughout most of the movie he's having to deal with the trauma of of that and yeah, you know, killing an innocent little boy and, right yeah. and and he's contemplating you know suicide and and all of that mm-hmm. and so and so that's what that that was the whole point of them being sent to bruges was uh you know harry has asked ken to to kill ray because he's more or less like even though even though they're hired killers it's like he still has some sense of morals or whatever. It's like well, you can't you can't kill a kid, you know, whether it's accidental or otherwise. He said it's like mm-hmm. once you've done that, you can't come back from that. And he, you know, yeah. he even says he's like he said if I had been in that position, you know, I, I would have offed myself right then and there. Yeah, you know. Um, and it's um, it's very well crafted. The story is, and um, I, I love the sense of humor in there. The, the, the sense of humor is not there to make fun of the seriousness, like in some other dark comedies. Like the humor is within that, uh, mm-hmm. you know. But in this, it's it's, it's not. It's it's more to break the tension. I yeah, think. it's it's more so like a, a palate cleanser, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, uh, because the the subject matter is so serious and and everything it it does not make light of it and uh th- there's some funny bits with colin farrell in there i love i mean i showed you that clip of you know the the two obese, oh right the yeah three obese. They, when uh, uh, he, uh ken takes uh ray sightseeing mm-hmm. and they come to the uh the, yeah. the church with the uh, the big bell tower, yeah, and you know he he wants Ray to go up to the bell tower with him, and Ray has no interest or whatever. He's like, he's like, what? So why would I want to go up there? So I can see, you know, everything down here is like I can see that here, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. And, and so, <laughs> That's a very <laughs> yeah. It's a good point, you know. But yeah. of course, you're seeing it obviously from a different view because you're you're looking down over everything. You can see just the imagine someone all. saying that about the Eiffel Tower. It's like yeah. So oh, I can see everything. I can know, see from everything here, from right here. from right here. I don't. I don't need so, to go up there. So he's sitting yeah. on a bench down there while uh, Ken is is up in the bell tower, yeah. and these and these three uh, American tourists who are extremely large, mm-hmm. uh, you know, would kind of put them in the uh, obese uh, category. Mm-hmm. 
you know, they're looking around. They walk right up to him and, like, stand in front of his, his bench. And, you know, they're looking up at the at Have the you been up to the bell tower? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, he's like, what is it? No, it's it's rubbish, you know. And, rubbish? But, it's you know, a, the guidebook says it's a must-see. <laughs> and, and then he says, uh, and then he says something about the, the yeah, stairs, he, the spiral staircase. Yeah, it's, like, it's, very, it's, very narrow. It's, it's very like, narrow, it's like, yeah. You said you're not going to want to go up there. And, you know, they're like, why not? And, you know, he tells them about about the narrow staircase and everything. What, and it's what like, exactly what are you, what are you trying, trying to say? Yeah. It's like, what am I? He's like, what am I trying to say? He's like, you're fucking elephants. You know? Why you? Yeah. And then he starts, <laughs> and then the big guy, the biggest guy in the group, starts chasing him, yeah. chasing him around. Of course, he can't catch him, you know, yeah. because he's, you know, he's very heavy and. And uh, there's a lot of like it, again, it's like it's offensive. It's yeah. offensive. The interesting thing, I don't know if you caught this, but the interesting thing is that comes into play a little later. Like uh, the the bell tower gets closed off, right? Did right. you remember? Yeah. Well, it gets closed off because they said that someone went up there and got a heart attack. Right. Right. Yeah. It was the so, obese yeah. guy. There was that for yeah. There yeah. was the foreshadowing there, and, and there's <laughs> and there's a lot of that in yeah. this movie. Like, uh, you know, like at, when. Uh, Ken is up in the bell tower. He's he's looking down on Ray, mm-hmm. and just you know he's he's kind oh, of he's, he's kind of he's kind of being goofing. He's, you know, yeah, he's, he's, like he's he points like, his finger yeah. like he's using a gun and, and going like he could like he can basically like a sniper like he can you know mm-hmm. pick him off from right there. Yeah, he's just playing around. But later on, it's like it does crap. Yeah, it does. Like it, it all comes um, full circle there. Uh, but yeah, it was really, uh, really interesting to me to to see that the you know the the internal torture and mm-hmm. you know and anguish you know that Ray has been going through and uh, obviously Ken because they're friends you know he has you know a, a deep affection for him and he he doesn't want to have to kill him but you know he's 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 got orders and, and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and later on in the film, you know, he, he does go to, you know, he has intentions of carrying out the deed, you know? And, oh yeah. And, but then he sees, um, but, Ray's yeah. about to, and then, he, yeah, he, and he stops him. He stops Ray from killing himself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, you know, he, he talks to him about it and more or less, uh, encourages him and, and says, you know, you can, you can leave all of this behind. You can leave this life behind. You know, go go somewhere else. You know, far away. Start save the next start boy. a new life. Yeah, say yeah, save the next boy that comes along. And obviously, when Harry finds out about this, he's extremely upset. Yeah. So he, you know, books a he's flight got angry to, issues. To, to, <laughs> he books a flight to Bruges, and he's like, "I'm going to go clean clean this mess up." You know, I'm going to go yeah. do do the job you were supposed to do and. Um, but yeah, he is. He's like very angry, and there's obviously there's a history between him and mm-hmm. and, and Ken that I guess have a friendship, you know, going yeah. back, you know, many well, years. Well, uh, the, like there's actually a deleted scene here that actually says this. Um, so and they they make they hint at it too. Now, uh, uh, Ken was married to an African American woman, right? And uh, she was killed. So what happened was is that he goes to Harry. And Harry goes to the guy that killed his wife and kills him. Mm-hmm. So that that's that's like where their bond, bond is, is. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the, like they do reference it early in the movie with the midget. I'm politically little, incorrect just little, now. Little person, sorry. yeah, yeah, dwarf, whatever yeah. you're <laughs> preferred. I got hooked on the movie. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, but he's talking about how there's going to be this 
this war between he, he's high on cocaine right uh, there, there's going to be this war between whites and blacks, blacks and, and, and then they everything. start talking about you know it, all the different uh, he's like I'm uh, Colin Farrell's Ray he's like well I know which side I'm going to pick on I'm, I'm, I'm going to choose the blacks yeah uh, and, if they got the Vietnamese and everything and then they, they yeah. and then they start getting into mm-hmm. other races like well mm-hmm. who well who would the you know who would the Asians side with and, yeah and it's like you know, everyone everyone chooses the black side and and the whites are just by the it's whites like, it's basically like, like everybody that. else against the whites and mm-hmm. then uh, so that yeah the whole that whole scene is, is is you know it's very you know it's full of very you know racist you know themes or whatever yeah. and, and then that's when we learn that Ken you know was married to an african american woman who mm-hmm. was killed by a white man so he's like you know how am I, where am i supposed to fit in on that what side am i supposed to be on because i am white but i was you know married to an african american so but mm-hmm. yeah there's but there's lots of uh commentary like that again that's like you know it's 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 the uncomfortable mo- the movie, but the it, movie is not black and white it's gray yeah like there's it's filled with gray areas like all these people are despicable people, but there is morals to them as mm-hmm. well, which is actually very evident in reality too. Because I'd hate to say this, but but uh, like for me and you, we're not black and white. We're gray. We have gray material in, in our, you know because everyone has. No oh, one's yeah. black and white. Yeah, I mean the the you know the the scripts that you've written you know the the characters are full of are full of that they're, i, th- I not, think they're pretty much despicable people too yeah they're that's yeah. not uh you know they're they're like i said there there are lots of shades of gray in there there's not you know it's not concrete uh they're not you know they're not necessarily one way or another way you know they even the characters that that are despicable have redeeming qualities about them so Mm. it's like they're you know there's a little mixture of of everything in there like like speaking of like the the big bad played by refines harry he uh he has morals about him too like one no kids uh two he loves his wife and children he actually apologizes to his his wife Mm -hmm. which is something he doesn't do to anyone else yeah like he's like, I, I'm sorry, I called you an inanimate object. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that exchange between him and and Ken was uh, was really humorous too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when when he's when uh, Ken is explaining why he chose not to uh, kill Ray and and saying, you know, he's he's still young. You know, he's got a future. He's he can he can he, change. He's got the capacity to turn turn this around. And, I have the capacity to change. Yes, into a bigger cunt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, uh, I, I like how he was like. Uh, uh, he's like. Uh, said, let me. What what did he say? Um, let me get this straight. This gets. Pretty, this gets better by the minute. Oh, is that, instead of saying, yeah, instead yeah. of saying, uh, let me see if I've got this right. He says, let me see if I've got this wrong. Like it's, yeah, a, yeah, it's yeah. A, he does that little play on on words. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah. But then uh, you know the the you know the big climax you know of the film is is that you know Harry is uh, you know is going to go after Ray himself mm-hmm. and. Ken obviously tries to uh, to stop him, mm-hmm. and uh, and then that whole you know probably like the last you know fifteen to twenty minutes 
of the film are the most intense. No, oh, yeah. When when Ken and when Harry he are, are fighting it out in the bell yeah. tower, and and yeah. and then you know, uh, Ken gets shot, uh, but still manages to crawl his way up mm-hmm. the steps back up to the top of the bell tower, and just to warn him, and he tries to warn Ray, and and uh, that was like that was a shocking mm-hmm. uh, scene. You know, for me, it's like. I thought, okay, you know, what is he going to do? You know, like, because when he gets up there, he realizes that the whole area is covered in this really thick fog, so he can't see. You know, he yeah. can't see him And he can't there. fire his gun because it's so far high up, no one's going to hear it. Right. And so it's like, you know, trying to figure out what he's going to do. So he takes some change out of his pocket and starts, you know, throwing it down onto the street below. Yeah, kind of getting everyone to be like, what, and, what is you know, this? And everybody's like looking around or whatever, but mm-hmm. he's still doesn't get Ray's attention. Mm-hmm. So in, in like the ultimate... Um, the ultimate sacrifice. Sacrifice. Right yeah. You know, he actually, you know, jumps off of uh, out of the bell tower and falls to his death. Uh, and, and that was like, that was gruesome. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. it was just, just, just the way that, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I was watching, because I was watching it with uh, my brother because he was in town visiting uh, from mm-hmm. Florida. And so we, we watched it. Um, you know, last night, you know, before uh, before we did this podcast, and and uh, when that moment happened, even he he was like, "Ooh," you know, like, <laughs> it was just unexpected. It was just like yeah. he just kind of splatted on the pavement, you know, mm-hmm. and, and just almost it almost exploded on content. Like his arm came off, and I'm like, "Man, that's really like you know." Mm-hmm. But but it you know it sends the message, you know, that it was yeah. it was it was effective that way, and um, and then it gives. Um, Ray his gun, you know, tells him to take his gun, you know, and how he even managed to lift his head and speak, you know, for those few seconds after that, you know, I don't know, but yeah. you know, it's a movie, so you have to like suspend your disbelief a little <laughs> bit. The, the, the saddest part is like he, he's like, no, hold on, hold on, and and the and kind of like he's like, I think I'm going to die now, and he just drifts yeah. away. Yeah, and uh, and I really thought that Ray was going to die. You know, because mm-hmm. because we, well, it's very ambiguous at the end. He might it is. have. They do. But, they yeah. did. That was one of the things that my brother said. Was like, really? He's like, that's where they're going to leave it. He's like, <laughs> we don't know what happened to him. Did he? Did he live or die? Yeah. Uh, because because he does. He gets he gets shot. I do notice that is actually a, a, a trademark of Martin McDonough is that he will leave it ambiguous. Like, are they? You know. Yeah. Which honestly, that. I guess I like movies like that because it leaves it open to the audience. Like we've talked about in the last uh, episode, Christopher Nolan, he does it ambiguous too. Yeah. Yeah. So. The fates mm-hmm. of the characters are, are left ambiguous. And it, and it is uh, uh, really effective, I think, that way because mm-hmm. it just it's, you know, leaves it open to interpretation. But Yeah. Um, imagine, imagine all those shows that you've watched if they just ended on that season one. Yeah. But the, nerve-wracking, I'm sure, but oh, yeah. you know, it would it would make you go like, well, what's going to happen next? Come on, give it to me, you know. Yeah, but but there's a there's a great as I said, everything in this movie kind of comes full circle in the end because mm-hmm. there's all these references earlier in the movie that that come back later. So you know, we you know like Ray almost gets away from Harry. 
Mm-hmm. You know, he jumps out the, the window of the hotel into uh, one of the boats that's traveling down the canal. And Harry's got a and, good aim, though. And Harry's got, like, you know, he's like an expert marksman. You know, he comes out onto the balcony, and, Ray, and of course, Ray has dropped his gun into mm-hmm. the canal, so he has no way to defend himself. He's like, it's too far. But he's it's thinking, too far. no way. He's like, no way. It's too far away. And mm-hmm. he just, you know, just shoots mm-hmm. him, like, right in the, like, dead center, you know, of his chest. And, and, uh, He's like, you know, he's stumbling through the streets and and then we, you know, he comes up on the, uh, you know, Jimmy, you know, the dwarf, you know, who's been there, you know, that's the, the yeah. whole reason he's been the, bruised the is, is, dwarf. Film, is filming, yeah, is yeah. Fil- <laughs> filming a movie. So he comes up yeah. on the film set. And, he's dressed in like a schoolboy uniform. Right. And so, and so it's, it's, it was such a fitting uh, sort of end because, uh, Jimmy rushes out to Ray when he sees him stumbling and bleeding, and um, and then you have you know Harry is behind Ray mm-hmm. and goes to shoot him in the back you know to make sure he's dead, uh, and then in a much similar fashion to what happened to Ray with the little boy, uh, Jimmy ends up getting shot. Yeah, uh, and very uh, very. That's a very gruesome scene too, because uh, because Harry's using these special bullets. They're like oh, hollow, yes. hollow yeah. point, and they they actually like explode on impact. Yeah, and, and so, so literally yeah. blows Jimmy's so you, head off. So you can't tell. You know, he's a little person. Yeah, you can't so, tell that he's a little person. Yeah. So he thinks he's killed thinks he's a, little a little boy, and yeah. it's like okay, guys, uh, stand by your principles. And he's right, like, and, then he, and he yeah, and he puts a gun you know to his head and and kills himself. Mm-hmm. So he does stand by his his principles on that, even though it wasn't actually a kid. He didn't know that, so it was sort mm-hmm. of poetic justice in a way that uh, that that would end up happening because he. The interesting thing is that Ray tries to correct him too. He did. He did try to warn him. He's like he, he like he he didn't get finished his sentence, but it's like he was going to say he he wasn't actually you know he wasn't you know really he was a man he wasn't really a boy, but before he can say anything then. Um, you know, Harry offs himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it was. I thought it was a fitting, you know, ending to the story, considering yeah. that like it was sort of like, in a way, Harry kind of got what was coming to him because mm-hmm. he he wasn't you know he he wasn't giving Ray any grace at all on that. Yeah, even knowing that it was an accident, he he wasn't willing to bend on that. He wasn't willing to give him another chance. So you know, in the end, you know, he ends up. Kind of, kind of getting you know what was coming to him there. I got, I got to ask you because uh, we did bring this up uh, a couple of episodes, and I think we kind of fallen away from it. But I find it a very interesting topic. So, uh, as for you know, if we were uh, involved in production of this, uh, what role would you have picked? Which role would you have wanted? Hmm. I don't know. I. Uh I think... And what would you have done with that role? Yeah. um, Differently, or... I think Ray definitely would have been, um, you know, I think that would have been a fun Mm -hmm. role to play, Uh, certainly very different. And I I know you could do that. You could actually do that. I know you you could. I I think I could, I think I could bring the... uh, yeah, I think I could bring that emotional mm-hmm. uh, torture, you know, to the role over mm-hmm. like what he had done. 
I, I don't know. I actually did get to play Ray. Oh, did um, the, uh, Back at uh, BCTC, they did a little uh, uh, clip from that where he's about to assassinate the priest or whatever. Mm. I played that role. The funniest thing is that I was told afterwards, I was like, uh, someone told me that I was playing it like, oh, what's his name? I'm, I'm seeing his face, but I can't think of the name. He was in uh, uh, My Cousin Vinny. Uh, Ralph Macchio? No. Um, Joe also, Pesci? Joe Pesci. No. Yes. I, I, apparently, I played it like Joe Pesci no. because when he says, what are you, deaf? Yeah. Apparently, it sounded like uh, Joe <laughs> Pesci to everyone. And so. yeah, it's like, it's like what, are you, what are you, deaf? Like, come on. What are you, deaf? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I did get to play right. But um, back to what you were saying, like, what, what sort of, what would you bring to the table that maybe Colin didn't? I don't know that I would have infused it with as much humor uh, as he did um, mm-hmm. I don't know it's uh, but I also uh, like the I kind of like the Harry character too I think that would have been an interesting mm-hmm. role to play just because yeah. it's so different uh, than than anything that that I've done before um, just the idea of kind of playing a, a heavy or you know or a you know a morally ambiguous uh, person mm-hmm. like because I because I don't really have that you know look about me I, I just have a typical sort of average average guy uh, you know I, uh, I you know I think people kind of have a you know a sense of like you know all the like they can tell that I'm a nice a nice person mm-hmm. and just so just my demeanor generally. and everything so i think getting to play a character that is yeah because you, know, you actually haven't played that. that kind of character yet you haven't really played a character that is like you know not really i mean i i did i did get to play uh a serial killer mm-hmm. uh but you know but i was but wearing, of course, I was was wearing a mask, mask yeah. all the time so and, uh, and there was and i didn't, no didn't speak you know i didn't speak uh, so that so that was different, you know. That was a very just sort of like it's. You feel like you're just sort of this faceless, you know, mm-hmm. emotionless person. But to be able to act that out and to put emotion, you know, into it, and to realize, okay, you know, this, yeah, this person is a he's a hired killer, but uh, but he still has, he's still a human being. He mm-hmm. still has feelings. He still struggles with what what he does for a living you know it's like who wouldn't you know unless you're just you know unless you're just an absolute uh monster you know yeah. who, who wouldn't you know wrestle with that you know like it's it's a you know it's 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 you know i've always wondered like how does somebody get into that line of work as a, mm-hmm. you know aside from the fact that i'm sure it pays very very well it's like you know what what kind of uh what kind of deal do you have to make with yourself yeah. to to justify that and say you know that I can do this for a living and it's and and be okay with it? You know, it's very different than like serving like, in the military where right. you're where you're expected to, you know, you're expected to defend your country. You're expected to you know kill people, you know, the enemy in order to uh, for the yeah. sake of, yeah. of of freedom and and things like that. But it's still again, you're still Basically, you're you're, you know, killing somebody under orders. You're following orders, uh, but you still would have to deal with the emotional, you know, consequences of that. Yeah, and and, and that's, that's a very interesting, interesting thing because that's, that's entirely what this movie's about. about. It's, it's, it's about, about uh, self. It's about, about uh, you know, what you know. I mean, just, just watching it, there is like a 
It's about, you know, really serious things, suicide, you know, depression, you know, could you face yourself like that, you know? You are your own worst enemy. So, and, and it is kind of funny, because they do struggle with that in the movie. I love the line where he's like, where Kenny's talking to Bray, and he's like, yeah, I have to make terms that I've been, uh, that I've killed people, and uh, that's just something I have to do with. And he's like, there was one that I was very uh, sad about killing, trying to relate to. It doesn't work, because he ends up saying, what? What? You said he was a lollipop man. He was defending his brother. Well, he came at you with a bottle. To me, that's, you know... You're, you're, you're a dead, dead man, man after that. And, <laughs> and he, he's, he's like, like, well, you know, if you had learned karate or, you know, technically speaking, your hands are a deadly weapon too, you know, right? You know, karate or something. You say, hey, you're a lollipop man. What's a lollipop man doing knowing freaking karate? <laughs> well, then there's that, that altercation at the restaurant too. Where the where, bottle comes into, yeah. like, even the jokes come full circle. Mm-hmm. Like, because uh, a lollipop. Uh, Ray, Ray and. Bottle. Ray and Chloe are on a date mm-hmm. at this restaurant, and she's smoking mm-hmm. uh, and and blowing the smoke uh, towards the table next to them. And then she gets up to excuse herself to go to the restroom, and mm-hmm. uh, and and the the there's you know the couple uh, you know next to them there, and and the guy you know makes this offhand comment you know mm-hmm. like you know unbelievable, and then of course Ray can't resist, so you know. He, Looks over at him. He's like, "What? What's what's unbelievable?" And then he starts talking about how, mm-hmm. you know, Chloe was blowing smoke in their faces. And he's like, yeah. "It's the smoking section." And he's like, "He's like, I realize, I know it's the smoking section, but you know, I we still don't want smoke in our faces, you know, while we're trying to eat." And so they get you know get in this big argument, mm-hmm. and then uh, it's and, actually them that actually get them. Uh, he actually when he's on the train, he, it's them that actually he's like pointing him out. He's like, "That's the guy that hit me." Right, and so so they you know mm-hmm. the he hits you know uh, Ray hits hits the guy and then and then the guy's hits, hits, girlfriend hits gets yeah. up and and goes to swing a bottle at, at Ray and he ducks it and and punches her and you know yeah. again it's it's, it's, it's it, you know that kind of thing might you know offend you know some people because it's like oh my gosh you know he, he just, just hit, hit, hit a woman you know and and he explains it later to Chloe he's like. He said, "I would, I, I don't hit women. I would never hit a woman." He said, "But she was coming at me with a bottle. It's like self-defense." He's like, "I'm not going to let just let somebody strike me like mm-hmm. that." And so, yeah. so there again, that's that moral like yeah. gray area. It's like, so funny because what, I think acceptable and what's not. It's, it's so, so funny because I wrote, wrote something, something similar in Incident to Kill. To kill. I, don't I don't know if you remember, but, but Jackson, Jackson uh, he, he actually hits a woman. Oh right, yeah, right there, there. and. And, and then, then she's like, like someone's like, like so offended. And like, <gasps> and he's like, oh, pipe it down. I do the same to a man too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's. Uh, but yeah, it's it's like you can sort of, you can sort of see his point, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in that. But it's like again, it's like what you know, what is really the right you know right thing to do? Yeah. And that's, what's you know, what's acceptable? Because uh, um, yeah, but. Um, I, I overall, I, I, I enjoy this movie. movie. I enjoy Martin, Martin, Martin McDonough's movies, movies because, because they're, they're all very, very intuitive, very uh, human stories. Mm-hmm. And um, as, as, I was, as we were saying, saying like, if, if I were to have written and directed this, 
One, one, I, I do have a theater, theater well, I, guess I guess I do have, have a little, little bit of a theater, theater background. background. I mean, I mean, we, we did, did do, you did do it. Yeah, we yeah. did a play together, but yeah, and, and I, I, I did do some um, some work uh, behind the scenes as well, and others. But um, but I've never actually written a play. I've not uh, directed a play. I've not done any of that sort of stuff. So I don't know if I would have brought the same sensibility to this movie because you can tell that there's a theater background with the director. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially with the dialogue mm-hmm. and that and that yeah. rapid fire uh, back and forth, you know, exchanges. So because yeah. theater is very theater is very big, theater is very broad, you mm-hmm. know, in the in the and, and, and you, you have, have to be pretty good at dialogue as well for you to have. have a, and, and I love dialogue. I, I, I actually. I, I don't, I don't know. know. My, my, my scripts, scripts do tend to be kind of dialogue-heavy, dialogue don't they? Yeah, I, yeah, and and that yeah, I think that's very much a, a theater thing as well because you have these you know these long monologues and, mm-hmm. and big chunks of of dialogue and soliloquies and and things like that. So uh, so yeah, I can see that a little bit in some of your scripts, but uh, but yeah, that but uh, overall, overall, I really, really enjoyed, enjoyed this movie. movie. Um, how, how, how would you, you rate, rate it yourself? Would you would, would it be, be on a rewatch list, maybe? Yeah, I would. I would definitely watch it again. I would probably say, I don't know. I'd say on a, I'd say on a scale of one to ten, I probably would. Hmm. I, I'd, I'd say, say for, for me, it's a, a seven. That's ex- that's exactly what I was going to say. I was like, I, yeah, it's seven. It's definitely it's better than average. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. Uh, you know, it's not like epic, you know, level like oh, you know, like one of the when you think yeah. about like the greatest movies of all time. But it's yeah. but it's definitely re rewatchable. So oh yeah, uh, um, it's definitely like, like after that when he does the Seven Psychopaths, and then there's uh, the movie uh, Three Billboards Outside Epping, Missouri, uh, and then the I think it's the what, what was the <laughs> the Banshees of Inisherin. Um, I've, I've not, not seen, seen that, that one. It's on. I bought it. I don't. I haven't watched, watched it yet, yet though. Uh, but I have, I have to say, say, I really enjoyed almost. almost I can't say almost. I enjoyed all of his movies so far. Um, and he does. Apparently, he does tend to work with Colin Farrell a lot. Brendan Lee's a lot. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson and Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell and Woody Harrelson are both in. The three billboards outside of Missouri and uh, seven psychopaths. Mm-hmm. So um, apparently he has a very good collaboration with all of those actors, and it shows. Because honestly, not only that, but you you managed to make movies with these guys, and these guys are like the best, one of the best actors. I mean, hats off to you. You've made a living out of making. Like, like some, some of the greatest, greatest films. films, but yeah, it, it's uh, it's definitely uh, worth watching. So uh, we would highly recommend uh, checking that out. I know you can stream it on uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, if you have a subscription to Stars, uh, you can watch it for free uh, mm-hmm. with with Stars. But otherwise, uh, you can either rent it or uh, purchase it uh, through Amazon Prime. But definitely go and. And uh, check that out if you have a chance. But uh, but I think that's a good place to to wrap up today's episode. Uh, uh, before yeah. we go, uh, as always, just want to remind everybody to subscribe, like, and share to our YouTube channel. 
just uh, join in on the conversation with us. You know, we yeah. want to know what you think of, of the episodes, what you think of the podcast. If you like the podcast well enough, uh, be sure to check out our Patreon page and help support it and make it even better. Yes, that that will go a long way towards uh, making this uh, the best podcast that it can possibly be. You know, uh, you know every every dollar that you contribute will go towards things like production costs and equipment and. Uh, and just just making it an overall you know better looking uh, podcast and you know we want to we want to just um, have something that uh, that's that's very you know professional looking and um, and certainly you know your your contribution can uh, help us out with uh, things like that and and will just allow us to be able to do extra things uh, in the future you know we might be able to uh, to you know provide some uh, one of a kind merchandise or something like that, and and so mm. there's just there's just a lot of things that we could that we could use that uh, money for because it's um, you know while while it may appear to be it's it's not uh, cheap you know to be able to uh, to do something like this uh, you know there there are always uh, costs involved and and there's going to be more costs involved you know if we start taking it uh, to another level so. So definitely go check out that Patreon page. Take a look at some of the perks that we're offering there. Mm-hmm. And you can also see exclusive content on Yeah, we got that. bloopers, um, clips that we've uh, you know shortened some of the videos down with. Yeah. Um, and, uh, well, I mean, we've got some good stuff on there. Yeah. You ought to check it out. And... and um, and also, well, what are we doing next uh, Next episode? Ah, yes. Uh, next episode, we will be discussing uh, the film The Hunt for the Wilder People, yeah. uh, which is another one that I have not seen before. So that's going to be a, a new one for me. So Not a hitman. Not, no. not, not a hitman. <laughs> getting away from the getting away We've from done the hitman two side. hitmans. So I, I, think, I think we're going to take a break from the hitman for a bit. <laughs> And then, uh, and then we're, and then as we uh, get closer to wrapping up uh, this season, my we're, goodness, we're almost there. We're, we're we're getting there. The season's almost up, guys. Uh, so, but we've definitely got some great stuff coming mm-hmm. uh, in the uh, in the last uh, few episodes uh, of the yeah, season. So I'm, I'm some I'm stuff we're really, for that, really looking yeah. forward to. But uh, but yeah, we certainly hope you will join us next week. And until then, as always. Be good to yourselves, and we'll see you next time. You dipstick.